How's it going, everybody, and welcome to Off the Top with Eric Paris and Red. I am your host, Eric, and again, joining me today are... Your boy, P. What's your boy, Red? What's up, fellas? What's the deal, man? What's the deal? All good, all good. All Um, good, all good. Yeah, we wanted to do an episode last week, but, you know, uh, scheduling got in the way. Uh, So... This episode's going to be coming out November 1st. Um, did you guys do any Halloween parties or anything yet? Because if, yeah, if I'm right, this past weekend, today being Sunday, uh, this past weekend was when the adults oh, were celebrating. Yeah, you know? yeah, for sure. Uh, no, not me, not me. I was stuck no? at work. Bro, oh. stuck at work. And yeah, then sucks. everybody tried to get me to uh, party between 8.30 and 11.30. But I felt like once I would have got there, they would have been towed up. I would have been trying to rush it and then trying to get back to work at the same time. Yeah, that's the so, worst. Yeah. Yeah, I so just I had, had to a, pass on it. Yeah, I just had a kid party. No adults. That's though. beautiful. No adults. No. What about you, Brody? I know you got into something. Uh, yeah, I got invited to a costume party. It was fun. When is Pablo Escobar? Um, that's tough. But the uh, the wig didn't work out. It was hot. Do you guys have you guys? You probably never worn a wig, but wigs are hot as shit. Like give mm. give the ladies with long hair some credit. They can handle that. <laughs> yeah. um, That's how that so, one post that lady in the club when she pulled her uh, lace front up under that. Yeah, band. in front of that little air machine. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that shit's real. So yeah, I didn't wear the wig, so I just I was rocking this really thick ass luxurious mustache. And okay. like a Hawaiian shirt, so I ended up just looking like a a, a gay nightclub owner from Miami. <laughs> like, you know. But that was cool too. That was cool too. You know, just you know, had had bands. I like out there living yeah, a life, man. Yeah. Living a life. Yeah, it was fun. I love it. I love it. Yeah. I need to plus. I mean, like when when like when at those like adult functions, like uh, there are no kids. You know, so it's like ah, sweet. You know. Cause you know, coming come this Tuesday, they're gonna be a bunch of little kids on the Bloody. street making all sorts Bloody. of noise. Like I had to get a, I had to get that spirit gum, which is the adhesive they use for the facial hair and shit. So mm-hmm. I had to go to Spirit Halloween, and I was like, I'm gonna kill myself because all these little kids running around, <laughs> like it right, was just right. just as making all this this havoc, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, so not too many things happened this week. Uh, the Big one that people are tweeting all about right now are the the results of the Tyson Fury Francis and Ganu fight that happened in Riyadh, Saudi Arabia. Um, James, are you aware of this going down? Yes, yes. Uh, I saw first. I heard it from P. I mm. saw it on his Facebook, and he was like, "Man, this shit is is rigged, bro. Fuck it." Yeah. And then I had to finally watch it, and I never saw a person get knocked down and still win. Yeah. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. I can see if he manhandled him the rest of the match. Mm. They was really going blow for blow, but it looked like he was winning the whole time. And <sighs> Francis was the lady. Yeah, that shit pissed me off. I watched it. He even said, "I'm the champion. I should, I should have won this or something like that." He said that shit, mm. and I felt the same way too. So yeah, I watched yeah. the fight oh. from as soon as it shit started, and uh, the first couple rounds it looked like they were just filling each other out. And then I think in round four, three or four, he got knocked down. And then mm-hmm. from then, it looked like Fury was just trying to clinch to get his bearings back for like a couple rounds. 
Yeah. Uh, you could, think... you could, you could tell that he was tired. Like he's not used For to sure. having, he's not used to going the distance on his fights when he, when yeah. he was in the MMA. Um, so I think that was a big adjustment for him trying to okay don't gas myself out too early you know mm-hmm. so yeah i think that's why there was a lot of the the clinching at the end yeah but uh tyson he uh i think around uh round six or seven he was trying to clinch and he actually fell again hugging his ass like he failed and then down his knees like towards his waist no homo uh, but, uh did they count it as a knockdown uh-uh. no okay probably just uh Lost his balance. But the fact that he was lunging towards him made it look like Nagano was basically in control of the fight as far as yeah. pace and all that shit. But they proclaim uh, Fury hit him like 10 more times. But a 10 more ten more hits should not equate to a fucking a uh, 96 to a 93 round. Right, mm-hmm. right. Because the round that they gave to Nagano was just a 94, 95. So it was just one point. Right. So how the hell yeah. do a knockdown only equate for one point? And then that shit was I heard that he had ties in Saudi Arabia. Uh Fury did. The reason yeah. why they were saying that the judges kind of was, you know, favoring in him. In his favor. Yeah. yeah. No, I, I think I think the reason that there was because I mean, you can I think there was favoritism, you're right. But I think the reason that was in place is because Tyson Fury is I mean, even before the fight, he is the heavyweight champion. You know, oh. he's been in the sport his entire career. Whereas Francis Ngannou, this is his first fight. Uh, yeah, first pro. Fight. I mean, he, he's he's been in the UFC. He left that because he had uh, uh, he didn't want to get paid as little as he was. He was trying to raise, you know, the uh, the amount of equity that the fighters were going to get from the UFC. And Dana White was like, no, line in the sand, you know. And so Ngannou got to give him credit. He was the face of the heavyweight UFC fighter. And he's like, all right, and then I'm going to go to boxing. And his first fight, he, you know, I think, I think the judges a little bit were kind of treating it more like an exhibition instead of a legit, this is a, you know, this counts, you know? Okay. So I think that was the reason why it kind of leaned in Tyson Fury's favor. But if you look at like, uh, I think photos came out today of them after the fight. Tyson Fury's got a busted lip and a black eye. Francis Ngannou looks the same, you know? So, so yeah, I think uh, Ngannou, I think, did get robbed. But, hey, if this is your first fucking boxing fight and you do that to the heavyweight champion, you got a long career ahead of you, you know? So if if Ngannou sticks with it and doesn't, you know, try to go back in the UFC, like, he is, he's going to be a problem, you know? I did hear some stories. They were saying that, how would you feel if an MMA fighter came and beat the heavyweight champion in the first fight? So they were saying mm. the judges wasn't going to let that happen, regardless. Yeah. The only way yeah, that's that he was going to win is he'd see if he was going to knock him out. Yeah. yeah, I, think, yeah. I, think, I think that's, I think there was uh, a lean towards Tyson Fury. And that's I got to be honest. That's a heavy-ass like, lean, though. Uh, I got to be honest. I, I am a Tyson Fury fan. Uh, really? He has had some of my favorite heavyweight fights since the Mike Tyson days. Uh, his fights against Deontay Wilder are fucking like incredible. Like the dude has an iron chin. The dude was knocked out. Like he was out and then he comes back and he beats Wilder. Fucking insane. You know, he, he and he's got one of the best stories. Like it, it's hard to root against Tyson Fury when you learn about, you know, his addiction, uh, gaining all this weight and then him just one day going, you know what? I'm going to go back and I'm going to beat heavyweight champion. And then he fucking does it. Like the dude is a winner, you know, but not at that fight, 
And then another thing, they said it was skewed with the, uh, not the, uh, who's the dude you just said? Wilder. Wilder. He, they That's were saying Wilder. it was skewed with that fight because how did you get knocked down twice and then it becomes a draw? So it's some fishy shit going on with Fury's fights. It's the white man handicap. No, no. He's, uh, he had a plus two in that bitch because you get knocked down twice. So basically, if Nagano would have knocked him down twice, it would have been a draw just like Wilder's. They is not well, well, no, well, no, is, but they the, put but, Fury on the fucking pedestal. He is but there is the, but there is a legit thing with, okay, do you have accurate punches? Are you landing? Okay. And the thing is, like I said, Francis Nganu was winded at the end of that fight. Like everyone is like, oh, he threw a Superman punch. That shit didn't hit anything, you know. So I mean, like, if you are tired at the end of the fight, not throwing any punches after a knockdown, but steadily you are getting hit and you are getting shots landed on you. Sorry, but even though it looks like you are, you know, not, you know, uh, running away and you're standing there taking it. If you're still taking hits, you're still taking hits, you know. It's but again, that soft I, ass I, jab, that little backhand bullshit that he but was doing. That shit on. counts. That's know? what uh Floyd Mayweather do. He yeah. tapped the fuck out you to build the score from all punches. Landing. Yeah. It, he it, does it a lot. It's a way to it I mean it's yeah, a way when to score he got points. older in his career in the beginning, the first 20, 25 fights, he was knocking motherfuckers out. Tyson Fury's older, you know. I yeah. mean, as a heavyweight, he as a old. rule. Yeah, as a rule, as a heavyweight, you have to, you know, get knockouts, you know. Because I mean, these guys are giants. Tyson Fury's like six six, six eight. He's he's tall as shit, you know. Like he's a, wait, he's that's a, a rule. Yeah, no, no, no. For for heavyweights, for heavyweights, it's like you have to be in there ready to go for a knockout. You know. Okay. You're not gonna win just on points alone, just from body shots and you know. You don't both say. guys standing, you know. Hmm. So, so how, what so happened? How, so how did Fury win? Is what what you, happened? So what, what he said? <laughs> how did Fury win? I, I just fucking explained it. You know, like I mean, even though you landed you, a lot more jabs, I can't give him that. But that, that's, that's what I'm that's saying. Your, you know, at the end of at, when if if at the end of four rounds you're not throwing any punches, you're throwing like five punches each round, but the other guy's landing ten on you. You're losing those rounds. But I think you know, he only even landed, if you did get a knockdown. I, let me pull this shit up because I think he only landed like ten more hits. Do you know the exact points of a knockout? Knockdown? How much does those? It was just a 10 8 round. It was that close from a knockout? Knockdown? Mm-hmm. Damn. Yeah. Again, like, I'm, I'm not trying to say that Ningano didn't get robbed. I'm just saying, like, I understand why judges didn't want to give it to Ningano, you know? And again, like, it honestly is surprising that they did treat this like a real fight because I was watching it like it was an exhibition, you know? Like it didn't. It to me, it didn't look like both guys are putting it all out there. All right. Know? So they said Fury landed seventy-one of his two hundred and twenty-three punches, while Nagano only managed to connect with fifty-nine out of two thirty-one. So Fury landed twelve more punches to get the win, and he threw less. By like so, seven. his percentage is higher. Yeah, that matters. Yeah. I, I I I just peeped that the, the second you said he threw less. That means your percentage is higher, so you went yeah. in on two different ends. Yeah. So, but again, I mean, it was super close. You know, it, it could have easily gone to Naganu. It was he won by one point. You know, but uh, yeah, I think the reason why it was kind of skewed towards Fury is because he's been in boxing his whole life. But yeah, boxing boxing is notorious for having kind of fishy shit going on. 
you know. Um, well, the whole boxing world matters. That shit. Yeah, I see well, a lot of motherfuckers to... saying that was some bullshit. Like professional fighters. Yeah, I'm trying to remember uh, what instance. I think it was with uh, Roy Jones Jr. He was playing in the Olympics and he beat the fuck out of a dude. And um, I think it was a Ukrainian fighter, and they gave it to him. You know, and like what? the world of boxing was like absolutely not. Roy Jones Jr. was murdering this man. You know, he was looking at the corner, telling you to throw the fight. You know, throw the throw the towel, and he ends up losing. You know, so that like again, boxing is notorious for having bitchy shit going on. You know, bet uh, at your own 50. discretion. Do have they ever like, uh, like? pulled it back and said you know what we we misjudged no Mm-mm. never no. it's not it, it's not like uh in the nba you'll have that's refs, what i was trying to say you'll yeah. have refs coming out after like oh yeah we missed this call you know this but the thing is even when the nba does that it's not like okay we're gonna change it and it's the, for the win yeah, yeah we're fun. gonna we're, we're gonna change it it's like no it's just saying we admit that we were wrong you know okay okay which so, is and kind of bullshit so I was gonna say I was gonna put this in perspective of the Floyd Mayweather and Conor McGregor fight, where obviously that fight was stopped because Mayweather was beating Floyd's ass. Uh, Mayweather was beating Conor's ass, and the referee stepped in to stop the fight because if not, Conor was on the way to getting knocked out. It was in this way; it was the other way around, where Nagano was basically looking like he was in control, but I mean by. But well, it went ten rounds. So by round seven on fourth, they was pretty much just hugging the whole time. Mm. So it wasn't like oh, Nagano had a little extra pep in his step, and it was still throwing haymakers. It was kind of slowing down after a while. Mm. So it was still them soft ass fucking jab, uh, jabs that wasn't doing shit. Because uh, uh, Fury, he wasn't even throwing straight jabs. He was throwing backhand taps. So I guess that's where they was counting those little extra little twelve hits from. Those count. Any connection count. You throw yeah. in the lands. Motherfucker kissed on the nose Damn. and he won by twelve hits. <laughs> so he threw seven. Le- he threw eight less punches and hit twelve more times to get the win. Again, there's, like I said, it's. it's and I think that was for his belt too, because when he won, he they gave him his yeah. belt. So they yeah, was for show for now. Man, thing was hell no. They was not about to let this man lose his championship belt to an MMA yeah. fighter in his first fight. That's what I'm saying. Hell, see this shit was see this why cool. people don't fucking watch heavyweight boxing anymore. Like that shit's fucking it, fake. They call it the new close. WWE. Well, the thing is now there's not really. I mean, I can I think I can only name like a handful. You got Anthony Joshua. You got Usyk. You this got, scary ass ain't about to fight Fury either. You got Deontay Wilder, Tyson Fury. Uh, who was that one? Garcia, the one that knocked out Tyson Fury. Was it Tyson Fury? No, that was Anthony Joshua. But yeah, I mean, there's not many heavyweights out there that can attract. Hopefully, Nganu changes that. That'll be like I said. If Nganu sticks with it, that'll be cool. Okay. 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 Did y'all bet on that game though before we change the subject? Fuck Did anybody no. bet? Hell no, nah, that'd be retarded. <laughs> like, no I'm a betting man. I like to throw bets out there. That'd be the most uh, retarded ass bet you ever had because uh, they were showing the live sports bet as it started. And they had uh, Fury at plus plus fourteen hundred, 
So that means you'll have to bet $1,400 to get 100 or some shit like that. And then by the time when he got knocked down, that shit completely flipped, where it was yeah. plus 250 Nugano. So Vegas was trying to get people to be like, oh, well, let's put money on Nugano, and he's going to steal those, so Vegas going to collect that money. Because people probably was like, oh, let me put $1,000 since it's plus two, 220, you'll get like 700 or something from mm-hmm. that. And they was like, oh, no, we about to snatch that shit. So that's how it happened. That shit fake as fuck. Damn. Okay. Okay. Yep. Yeah, I don't bet on sports. Hell no. I feel that like, shit is out of your control. I feel like it's a slippery slope. Oh, like, speaking of that, did you see that, uh, uh, what was it? Uh, Vegas had the Falcons looking to the reason why they didn't let uh, their running back, B. John. They didn't tell... Uh, they didn't list B. John as sick or injured or some shit. And a lot of people in Vegas uh, told the, uh, they're, let me start over. Atlanta Falcons, the NFL team, is getting investigated because they didn't list their running back as sick or injured. So a lot of people who put money on B.J. on B. John Are upset. to play, he never played or he didn't get as many touches or whatever. So a lot of people lost money because they didn't list him as sick because I don't think he got any touches in the first half. So depending on what best they had, whether it was a parlay or some shit, saying, oh, he's going to run X amount in the first half, he never yeah. got a touch. So yeah, could be, this is letting you know that Vegas is putting their hands way in, way too deep into sports where they're like, oh, well, if this outcome is whatever, whatever, you got to let Wait, so, everybody know. So so the people that were betting are upset at Vegas for not reporting? No, no, no. Or, or no, they're people, upsetting at the, the, the Falcons? No, they're mad at the team. Because yeah, they didn't list his running back as injured or sick. So when oh, people put money on that, yeah. yeah, that's so, the I case mean, they would have blocked it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, like, it, it, I mean, Vegas can't do anything about that if the team doesn't disclose it. I, I do agree that the team should be investigated, you know. Um, I mean, you have, I mean, that's why injured reserve is a thing, you know. You can put, you know, put your player on the bench and everyone knows, you know. But, yeah, the only reason I brought it up is because people are automatically assuming that all sports are fake. Because of that, like well, all I don't, these championships I don't, are bought. Basically, I don't, I don't, I don't think they're fake. I just think there's heavy manipulation. I mean, if you have a referee that's getting paid two hundred thousand dollars a year, and I'm a team worth billions of dollars, shit. The uh, the black dude <laughs> that was uh, uh he uh, I got give fired. You that. I'm not gonna lie, I give you yeah. that. No, it was yeah. a black referee that got fired uh, because he was uh, his whole family is fans of Boston and. They did some investigation where majority of his games uh, towards Boston, they, they won. Uh, let me see. Uh, was he like calling foul plays? It, I mean, I mean it's know. hard to tell, but they just did an investigation. Uh, let me see. Oh, that's a little different, though. I get if you was petty for the moment. You know what I'm saying? Calling them ones that sometimes y'all might slip on. Eric Lewis. Uh, they said he was forced to retire. Everyone. Forced to retire. Yeah. The the biggest the biggest ones from 2007. Uh, Tim Donaghy. Uh, that guy was legit. Like he if he didn't like you he was going to bet on the other team when you came to town. You know. And uh, uh, what well, my bad. Yeah, go ahead. No good. So with Eric Lewis, he also had a, a burner account. Um, oh, that, is that the one on Twitter? Yeah, yeah, yeah that yeah. defended himself <laughs> for all his calls and shit. He was defending himself on calls and shit. But they had uh, 
dove deeper into it. He's a Boston fan, and his whole family is a Boston fan. So yeah. everything, every time it came to him refing Boston games, people was, uh, yeah. Like, it might be a – I mean, it, it's not blatant, like, you're going to uh, on give every call to your team. It's just yeah. – you, you can't give them the benefit yeah. of the doubt. Yeah, you got to be a little – if you're going to be doing that type of shit, again, you're playing with billions of dollars of people betting. Yeah. Like, you got to be, if if you are doing that, you can't make it seem like, oh, this guy's at, like, Angel Hernandez is the one that I think of. But then again, he's, he does baseball. But everybody hates him. He's an asshole to everybody, you know. So he doesn't make it seem like he's giving one team an edge, you know, for the season. Um, gotcha. But when it came yeah. to the Lakers games, people was really skeptical because obviously Boston and Lakers had a, you know, fucking rivalry. 40, yeah. 50 year rivalry and shit like that. that. That shit is fucking funny, though. Like calling bullshit ass games and then going on to Twitter after we're like, man, the refs got this one right. You know, <laughs> like just typing <laughs> that shit. <laughs> like just hyping yourself up. Like, who the fuck? Goes on Twitter and gives any credit to the refs, you know. Facts, yeah. nobody. Yeah, but yeah. Uh, speaking of, did you did you hear the the stuff coming out with uh, University of Michigan scandal? No, uh, I didn't hear any new information, but I heard that they was under investigation and they let some dude go. Yeah, so uh, they had, and I believe it was an assistant coach. I can't remember his name. Um, this is all I, I I don't have it up, but. Most of this is coming off the top of my head. So basically, uh, at the end of last year, uh, this assistant that they had hired to be on the team, this guy had been a lifelong University of Michigan fan. Like, so much so that he did not go to University of Michigan. The reason being was because when he looked up and studied the history of great University of Michigan coaches, he found out that all of them went to uh military academies so he went to west point <laughs> like that is the craziest shit so he went to west point graduated and then uh graduated with the intent of joining the university of michigan coach coaching staff so they mm. they happily bring so him on following suit yeah yeah so like this guy had a plan you know so right. he he goes to the university of michigan and allegedly the the stuff the reason the it's the reason that all this stuff kind of came out is fucking wild. Like, and there's still new information coming in and out, but basically there was a firm, a law firm that was investigating U of M that had access to their emails and shit. Right. So they're doing, we don't know what the, this, this firm was doing, but they contacted uh, the NCAA and said, Hey, you may want to look into, uh, um, we were looking for a, we found a lot of B this B stuff is illegal. You know, you might want to look into university of Michigan. They open an investigation and apparently this coach that they had hired on as an assistant was filming other teams games and getting their, uh, their calls, you know, their signals for what plays are going to be called on the field. Right. Mm. Which it's happened before. Like, uh, I think the biggest egregious, uh, one was with the, was it the Patriots that were caught doing it? I know the Patriots deflating balls. I don't know about the. Well, no, no, no. I remember Bef- the deflating balls. Yeah, yeah that, that's deflate gate. That was when Tom Brady was towards the end. But before that, I believe Patriots had an assistant that was caught in the New York Jets facility recording a practice, which is no, no, you're not supposed to do that. You know, um, 
But apparently this coach would be going to different games and getting their hand signals for the plays and recording them into the computer, you know, so that they knew what was going to happen before it actually happened in a play. Um, but the reason why this is crazy is because now it's involved other teams, including, I believe, the University of Tennessee. So last year, when University of Michigan was going into the playoff, they were scared of, uh, I can't remember what team it was, but they, were, they didn't want to go against this team. So this, uh, this other team that had gotten spanked the week before, University of Michigan approached them, or allegedly this coach approached them and said, hey, we will give you the hand signal or the signals that they're going to call uh, against this opponent you're going to see next week. And they said, yes. So this team that got fucking beat like 38 to seven the week before fucking pounced like 64 to 30. Uh, the, the game that they allegedly had gotten these hand signals from. Yeah. And apparently there was a team that had gotten wind that Michigan was doing this. And so when they played Michigan, they used dummy hand signals that they knew Michigan had. And then they were still able to beat Michigan, you know. So this whole thing involves other schools. Like there's like I to me it sounds like they're the reason you haven't heard too much lately is because they're going to be looking more into this. Mm. But this has the potential of being like a huge like multiple people will get fired from multiple Most universities. Definitely. Yeah. So yeah, like mm. the whole thing is like insane, you know. But yeah, the uh like like P had mentioned that assistant coach that had been, you know, the guy that went to uh, West Point, he has been let go. Like they don't okay. want anything to do with him. You know, I ain't gonna lie. I didn't think something like that would have happened ever since I watched Waterboy when he stole the green notebook. <laughs> <laughs> I would have never thought that shit would be happening in real life. I'm not gonna lie to you, bro. Yeah, I mean, it happens in all sports. Like, yeah. uh, God, go ahead. Yeah, I was gonna say in college, it really don't matter. Like, you can know the whole person's playbook, but the player still got to stop him. Yeah, it's not like baseball where. Like uh, what uh, Coach Prime had said, he was like, it ain't like baseball. Like, if you know a curveball is coming, you know how to, you know, stop that. And football yeah. is still 11 on 11. You, I can For give sure. you my whole 10 rundowns for the next 10 plays, but your player is still going to have to stop it regardless. Hmm. Yeah. So, yeah. Football way different. But, I mean, it's, I mean, whatever advantages, you know, it, it, it's, it is what it is. Yeah. Like the the last big scandal like this was probably with the Houston Astros with their sign stealing, yeah. Uh, that they had baseball they had, is really a big deal in baseball. They had uh yeah so there was uh, a team of guys that worked for the Houston Astros. They were recording other teams. You know the catcher will signal with his hands what yeah. the pitcher is going to throw. So they they had this down to a science where they had an actual algorithm uh, that would pick up because. In baseball, sign stealing is kind of part of the game. It's an old aspect of the game. You know, during the first three innings, you are looking at what the catcher is signaling. Yeah. So yeah. towards the end, you know what's going to happen, but the yeah. other team knows that you're looking at it. So they are changing their signals in the game. But that's part of the gamemanship, you know, mm -hmm. like the teams understand this is happening. But what the Houston Astros did, what they they had an algorithm running it. And they would put a buzzer on the players so that when they knew a fastball up the middle was coming, they would buzz the players. So the guy on the plate knew what was coming or they would hit a trash can in the alleyway of the park. And in recording of the games, you can hear something being beat, 
that's a signal to the the to the batter that hey uh, a ball right up your alley is coming swing you know Damn. and so that's how they knew you know but other that's teams the legal part oh yeah 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 you're not allowed oh. anytime you have any sort of a computer you're or right. sig- signaling to the to the batter that's when it's absolutely you are cheating you know i re- i remember watching this uh one thing where it was a team that had that uh speed thing on the bottom of their bat and okay. uh they told him it was illegal to use it cuz that was you know cheating but he said you know they had to check the bat out cuz he liked the 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 little silicone thing on it it said it made him hit a little bit better right. and they allowed him to use the silicone piece but he could not use that device that little on technology piece yeah, yeah 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 but Damn! So they have buzzers. And didn't they yeah. win the they championship brought- too? They won that year, and that's why every time—I mean, even still—it was so huge in baseball that every time Houston comes to your local team, you're gonna hear them get booed like incessantly. You know, like it, it, it's, it's it's nuts. And the thing is, like, there's the reason why is because when all these games are recorded, you can go back and look at these games and like, oh yeah. shit, I do hear something when the batter's on the box. You know, so there's a video of Jose Altuve who is the star of the Houston Astros. He hits a home run, you know, and he's come, I think it was a game winner. So he's rounding the bases. And as he's going to home, what they normally do is they pour the Gatorade on you. You're like, yeah, mm-hmm. you fucking did it, dude. And they'll like rip your shirt off, you know, pour Gatorade on you. And you can see him in slow-mo holding his Jersey clothes saying, no, don't. Cause he had the buzzer on him. He knew people would Damn. see. Yeah. Mm. And you can, you can see him saying, no, don't do it. You know, and he jumps into the crowd, you know, at home plate. And when you look at happening in real time, you're like, Oh, you just don't want to get wet, you know, but knowing what we well, know she, now, yeah. you're like, Oh, this motherfucker didn't want to get caught. You know, but they say hindsight 2020, you know, all on now. Yeah. That's crazy. But yeah. Like the Chicago black Sox. Like that's the thing. Like, like even though, we hate this as fans of the sport. We want to believe that it's like all genuine, good, for sure, for sure, sportsmanship. The scandal and the spice is kind of fucking fun. Like, like understanding <laughs> understanding the lengths that some of these teams and players go to. Like, it's kind of it's kind of amazing, you know. That makes sense, bro. Because listen, right? I remember I took my uh, uncle to a basketball game, and it was. What was it? Pistons versus Milwaukee. And I, I think we won that match though, right? Mm. But or that game. Um, we sat directly behind a team. It was this dude that was like six foot eight. He when they do the little uh the little play and say, go, you go here, you do this, bro. He blocked everything. He had like two more other guys that blocked like two other angles. So if you was behind him and tried to look, you 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 couldn't see shit. You couldn't see shit at all. Mm. That makes sense because they could easily pay for a ticket for anybody else to sit right there, radio you to shit across the you know the, the court, and let you know what's about to happen next. And there's cameras yeah. everywhere in that building too. So that is yeah. though. It is though. God, yep. I kind of like the sneakiness. Yeah, basketball like is sassy. kind of almost like baseball. Where if you knew to play, you can easily stop it. Yeah, in basketball. Yeah. At least the only, the only, I mean, you still sh- shoot or shoot, but still. yeah, the, the only reason why, like, again, people, I'm probably going to get roasted for this, but <laughs> the only, the only reason why the baseball thing is still hitting a baseball is the hardest thing to do in sports. It's really, small, it is. Yeah. 
it's small and it it moves like between two and three feet from where the pitcher let go of it and where it ends up. So the movement is insane. It's small and it's going 99 miles an hour. Fact. Even when you know what's coming, it's still nearly fucking impossible to hit a baseball. Yeah, yeah baseball know? is the only sport where you can have a negative like uh, percentage and be in the Hall of Fame. Like a point yeah. three six. Yeah. It's considered like the, the, yeah, there, there, there are guys in the Hall of Fame that that hit for three hundred, and so that that basically means that if I throw a thousand pitches, you're only hitting three hundred of them, and you're in the fucking Hall of Fame. Mm-hmm. Like that is that's insane, you know. In Call of Duty, you yeah. ain't shit. Yeah. Right? Yeah. That's how I was, I was just gonna make that shit. Yeah, you can one fifty, and you up there in their all star. God. Two hundred. Yeah. Yeah, but it's it's insane. Like baseball is it's 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 hard. So I kind of like, even though Houston was cheating, absolutely, I'm saying they're cheating. But for them to still be able to hit when what they called, that's still impressive, you know. And then like, put it in perspective for baseball again, it is like 180 games. Yeah, it's a long season. Yeah, and you talking about you might have fucking 20 games when you don't hit shit and still yeah. in all the fame. Hell, like it, baseball is baseball is the only sport. Well, you'll you'll have, you'll have um, back to back. You'll play one game at you know three o'clock, and then you're back on the field at eight o'clock. Yeah, yeah, you know? I peeped that shit before. So you'll have one game where your team is on fucking fire. You win eleven to two. The next game you lose seven to five. You know, like it's so unpredictable. Like everything has to go right for you to have a good season. So Houston, even though they cheated, even without the cheating. They're still a good ass team. I'm surprised yeah. they ain't stripped their title, but I don't know what they protocol is when it came to that. Yeah, that's the thing. It's, go ahead. I was gonna say, didn't Penn State get like a penalty of death or some shit where they program was fucked over because of that one coach? That was different though. That wasn't. I mean, cheating. I know, I know, it was yeah, yeah, different, but I forgot what was the uh, protocol for them to. Get well, that one was that one was because of Jerry Sandusky with the sexual assault. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so basically Jerry Sandusky was uh, an assistant coach with the University of Penn State, and uh, he he ran a foundation with the school where he was helping underprivileged kids, but at the same time he was sexually abusing these kids, you know, and no one knew about it, but the team did. The, the team had numerous chances where they could have over years Intervene. exposed and jailed this guy, but because... At the time, this is this is when Joe Paterno was there. Joe Paterno was one of the Mount Rushmore head coaches of college football, and he didn't want anything to do with it. He'd rather just turn a blind eye. And then, yeah, they got the the penalty of death, basically, where you're losing scholarships to give to guys for the next couple seasons. Your wins are being taken away yeah, from you. Doing wins, titles, all yeah. that shit. So yeah, that and uh, even like again, there's other sports. There's UNLV did it with basketball. The Running Rebels in the '80s, they were cheating. Um, and I mean, but that one wasn't on the court cheating. That one was financial. You know, they were paying players. Um, you have uh, what was that football team? SMU. They had the, the death penalty basically, where mm-hmm. they again that was financials. But yeah. are you but calling the the death penalty? Because the the reason why these penalties are so uh, hardcore that they can end whatever legacy your team had, you know, like, oh. I think it was like ten to fifteen years that basically got wiped off. Yeah, damn. Penn, it, it Penn State is good now. 
Penn State wasn't shit for a good 15 years because of the penalties they had. You know, you couldn't get no kids. They, like, yeah. If they went to that school, they was paying out of pocket. And D1 schools, you paying damn near six figures yeah. before you, you know, uh, even graduate. Yeah, and then getting, with getting football, for you to go and get in the NFL, you have to do four years. Yeah, getting getting <sighs> getting scholarships taken away is a it, it will make or break a season for yeah, all them some kids of these have to leave. bigger schools. Yeah, because you got to think about it, your tuition is sixty k a semester, and it's two semesters mm-hmm. in a year or uh, a half a year. Yep. So you paying one hundred twenty thousand dollars at a D one school? They took your scholarship away. What the fuck are you gonna do? A lot of these kids came from out of state, so they probably had to go back home, transfer to another school. They whole they whole yeah. life had to get uprooted. Yeah, for the most part, though, it seems like college uh, sports they, when it's found out, they will penalize harder than professional. Okay. Um, like the worst I've seen professional was probably the Chicago Black Sox. That's like I want to say it's like in the 1920s World Series baseball. You had players betting on games and they were intentionally losing. You know, I heard about shit like that. I did yeah. hear about and, that. And like the thing that. is, with those players, they got lifetime bans. You can never play the sport again. You know, Fuck. so it was mostly on the players instead of the team itself. You know, okay, okay. They held that one uh, yeah. player by player account. Yeah. But then okay. you also have moments with like Pete Rose. Pete Rose was a Cincinnati Reds player and he was betting on games, but he was betting on his team to win, you know, and that was a no no. So Pete Rose should definitely be in the Hall of Fame, and he's banned for life. You know, yeah. Wait, wait, yeah. wait! I'm always gonna bet on me. How yeah. the hell do I get fucked over for betting on me? Yeah, because you That's can skew some shit. Like well, a, no, no, well, no, no, no. He 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 was betting on his team to win. You know, so it didn't matter what he was doing on the mound. Oh, so, I see what Pete's talking about. It could be looking like you betting on your team to win. Because you know y'all got this cheating thing going on and y'all should win anyway, right? But you can also make it to where, like, well, it might not be an uh, ease instance, but just say you was betting to win, but you skew the game so you make your team lose. So you put all your money into your team losing and shit like well, that. No, no. But no, well, he no. was betting to win, though. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Pete Rose never bet on the Cincinnati Reds to lose. No, I'm just saying Which in that instance, he, he could have yeah, yeah. did that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So yeah, it, was, it, it was just if, if that doubt. Yeah, that's what that's what the Chicago Black Sox were doing is they were betting on them to lose the World Series cuz mob money got involved there. They were they were approached, I heard a lot of that shit. They yeah. they were approached by the mob to throw the throw this World Series and they did. A lot of players admitted to it. I think Showless Joe Jackson, Joe Jackson was one of the ones that said never said he took any money, you know. But yeah, there's a lot of And to clarify that Penn State fine, I know it was a couple seconds um, past that, but they got sixty million dollars in fines, a four-year postseason ban. So if they made it to the postseason, they couldn't play for four years. Scholarship reduction and vacancies of victories between nineteen ninety-eight and two thousand eleven. So twelve year, thirteen years of victories is gone. And that no coach at the time at Penn State was the winningest coach in NCAA history. Joe Paterno. Yep. Oh. So thirteen yeah. years, his uh, basically damn his whole tenure is gone. All those wins, you basically uh, post nineteen ninety seven is where well, you're no, at. 
Yeah, for for most coaches, yeah, but Joe Paterno was there. I want to say since the fucking sixties. Joe Paterno was there for a long ass time, so his tenure isn't entirely wiped out. Mm. Pretty much just when Jerry Sandusky was involved with the team. Uh, that's but, too yeah. much. I ain't gonna lie. That's too much. But yeah. yeah, I mean, again, like I said, the fact that Penn State is kind of where it's at right now, it's fucking incredible. Like, give okay. give all the athletic directors and the coaches that have gone in there and the players that were willing to play for them, even though you weren't getting any of the benefits like your your teams paid for or your classes paid for. That's you know? tough. That's dedication. Fuck that. I'm out. Yeah. So, <laughs> Damn. You got to give them credit. They, they definitely, I mean, they... They turn it around. Because at least know? in basketball, you can do one and done, and you can get to the pros, or you can just go straight to the G League. Not, NBA, not NFL, NFL. Yeah, NFL, yeah. you're stuck with four years. Yeah. Even, so why do they make it guaranteed for you have to do it for me? It's just the NFL. That's why they said in, uh, I say, looser terms, they consider NFL the slavery of professional sports because owners is like considered the owner owners. And, uh, they basically take take voices away from the NFL players. For one, you, you it's hard to get endorsements because you got a helmet on. For one, yeah. And then if you and uh, contact uh, contracts are not fully guaranteed like how it is in NBA in, in uh, mm-hmm. baseball. So like if just say you signed a hundred million dollar deal and your guaranteed contract is only thirty million, you only seventy of that is up in the air. Yeah. Plus bonuses and all that shit, and you can always get let go, and that's you only getting that thirty mil. So if you get injured at any point, you are really fucked over. Unless you're like a superstar, if you get injured, you fucked. Yeah, yeah, that's the big thing is that it's more physical. Like in in the in the NBA or in basketball, there's hundreds of stories of guys that have gotten injured, but they come back and they're fine. You know. Yeah. Whereas in the NFL, an injury can make or break your career. You know. So if you can prove that you can go through four years of college eligibility and not get fucked up and, you know, forced out, then, oh, teams are willing to gamble with you, you know. Okay. But if you are a guy that tears his ACL every Wednesday, then, <laughs> nope, sorry, you know, even after four years, you can't stay healthy. No team is yeah. going to take a shot at you. And it's really fucked up because quarterbacks are the only position that really get leeway because, mm-hmm. like, you know how – People would say, oh, why didn't he just take a pay cut so the team can get better by, you know, giving money elsewhere? Uh, players is always going to try to take the max contract at any point because their contract is not guaranteed. Okay. Whereas a quarterback like Tom Brady, they always say he's infamous for taking pay cuts. Well, because he's the fucking quarterback. He's always going to yeah, have the yeah. ball in his hands. Everybody well, else is – he... Yeah, go ahead. I was going to say every other position is – quarterback dependent so you can be the best receiver but if you never get the ball thrown to you they gonna fucking kick your ass off the fucking team they're gonna say oh well this must be something wrong yeah but also the quarterbacks they they because they are the face of the team and sometimes the league like patrick mahomes uh those guys they sometimes can make more money off the court than or off the field than on because of their endorsements whereas a lineman is maybe getting an offer to hey will you be in my you know, car dealership commercial. Uh, no one, no one's asking a lineman to be in a movie. Uh, or a TV a show. is <laughs> in a very thankless position, bro. Yeah, yeah. No, they get no love. Yeah, but yeah, sports. Uh, wait, before we leave sports, I, I know we about to switch it off. Did y'all see that shit? That hockey shit that happened last night. I heard yeah, prayer, 
prayers up. Bro. Yeah. Yeah. Prayers out to that man. I saw one angle where you couldn't see it clearly. And then somebody posted it like they had a really good camera, like a Samsung 100 zoom type shit. And they say it's an accident, but the way it looked when he was coming into him, he purposely lift his leg, like try to like, you know, it looked like he tried to like swan dive into him, but the leg got him first. And the blade cut his shit so deep. When he got down, you know how you be like, you, you, you don't notice how damaged you are? until you finally see it, he got down and instantly dropped like this and was like, what the fuck? And it was a pool of blood on the ground. Yep. And yeah. when he was walking, it was just pouring. Like, it was not enough time for doctors to get to him to even fix on it. It was pouring so much at once. They had to abandon the game, tell everybody to leave because it was, it, it could have fucked you up mentally because you was about to watch a man die. Oh, yeah, yeah. You know, yeah. uh, if, the if they didn't rush him out fast enough, you was gonna watch him on the yeah. on, on the ice. Yeah, the player's Boom. name is Adam Johnson. He uh, yeah, like like Red said, took a skate to the throat. And again, it's it's not the first time it's happened. It's um, man, uh, the most vivid time I can remember. It was a goalie. Can't remember his name, but uh, the goalies used to not have protection for the neck area, and then oh, there was a uh, a basically a bum rush at the at the goalposts he gets tackled and then not intentional at all completely accidentally takes a skate to the jugular you know the refs were able to come in with towels he was able to live you know like he, he survived you know he lost a lot of blood but he survived but after that the goalies were then given under their helmets there is an attachment yeah, that protects I, I the peeped. neck yeah, I yeah. Peeped, yeah and it's because of that one instance you know players for the most part i you know hockey players are some of the toughest guys to play any sport you know they they'll break a finger they'll be spitting out teeth and then put me back in yeah yeah and those guys don't really have any protection for the neck so it it is a freak thing you know so yeah yeah, it's sad to see yeah and people like to see them fight they they love to see that type of shit well hell i mean it happens all the time, but it doesn't get any attention. But these these guys are hitting slap shots, and they're hitting dudes. You know, you're taking a small rubber puck, you know, going 115 miles an hour, you know, to mm-hmm. the chest, and you got minimal padding. You know, so these guys yeah. are tough. You know, mm-hmm. so yeah, it's it, again in any <clears throat> in any sporting situation where a player dies, it's it's sad. You know, for sure. And he's only 29 too. Yeah. Yep. His mama last well, her little word she said was like, I lost half my heart today. Yeah. And I, I felt that like, you know, with us losing my sister, my mama said the same thing like that too. So a mother losing mm-hmm. a child. Because you know, they they say it's supposed to be the other way around. The child's supposed to bury the parent. Mm-hmm. But for the parent to bury their own child that they birthed, that shit hit different. God. Yeah, when you spend a lot of time and over decades to build connection, that shit is hard to lose. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, seeing as we're on this, <clears throat> not to be too sad, but were you guys a friend or a fan of the show Friends back in the day? Yeah, for sure. Yeah. 
That is fucking surprising to me. <laughs> Holy shit. <laughs> I thought you I thought you guys were gonna say no. <laughs> I mean you used to always come on late nights and shit when you're getting ready to go to bed and it just wasn't shit to yeah. come on. I had basically I didn't TV. have cable. Yeah. I was on <laughs> yeah. yeah. It was that it was I friends, like Phoebe, uh, King of Queens. Uh only thing, right? Uh the, t- the TBS lineup, man. <laughs> yes, sir. <laughs> so I, I ain't care for Seinfeld, but yeah, that, yeah. That, it was. It was. It was. That humor was past my. Yeah. yeah, yeah, but uh, yeah, Friends was huge in my family. Like we watched it all the time, and there was, uh, kids today aren't going to realize this, but there were literally shows that you waited to watch every night, like The Simpsons. Mm-hmm. You know, Friends. You mentioned Seinfeld, but Friends was the one that like resonated in in my household. You know. Okay. So yeah, it Matthew Perry. Um, for those that are unaware, uh, passed away yesterday uh drowning in uh los angeles really sad um matthew perry out of the original cast of friends he was the one that had probably the most troubles off uh, screen you know he suffered from drug addiction while he was filming the show he he has even he wrote a book recently and he said that there are seasons from the show that he doesn't remember anything of because he was Mm. intoxicated the entire time you know but he he was clean and sober. Um, he kicked it. You know, he uh, it looked like we were going to see a, kind of a renaissance of oh, this actor's coming back and they're going to be doing stuff now. You know, and we're not going to get that. You know, and it's mm-hmm. it's sad. It it, it sucks. Yeah. You know, for the '90s kids out there. Yeah. You know. Yeah. I always like those. What's that shit they do? The reunions, the episodes like that. Mm. That was one of the ones I low key would have watched, like a reunion season, something like that. You know, just to see where everybody made it. Yeah. But, Did y'all yeah. used to watch uh, that seventy show? Bro, I was about to bring that up. <laughs> I don't lie, but it's so off topic. I was about to. Bring yeah. It up. God. <laughs> yeah, I used to watch that shit. Yeah, that was that was a fun show. Again, problematic. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that dude. But the. With the Danny Bro. Masterson and the Mila Kunis and Ashton Kutcher, yeah, yeah. But Messy. did you peep though? Um, the one that's in prison for the the rape, uh, the, yeah. That, I about to say essays, but you know, the, the the rape charges. Did you peep on one of the was it Monday night or midnight on uh, one of them talk show hosts uh, talk shows? He said, "I heard a lot about you, and you're yeah. going to get caught." Yeah. He was calling it out, bro, because mm-hmm. you know everybody talk when they in that type of shit. Did you hear about this? You hear about that? Everybody's connected in Hollywood. That's why they be saying once they get his whole his hands on you, you locked in. Yeah. But, bro, he said it on TV. I heard about you, yeah. and I hope you get caught. And I hope they. He was talking his shit, but he didn't leak it. But he was talking his shit, and it finally came out. You know that they, they got his ass. Yeah. That, yeah, Hollywood's kind of it's messy that way. In Bro, that, I was every, just going to say that. Every, God, at, damn, everyone knows what everyone is doing, but yep. you are kind of if you don't say anything, you're kind of okay. Here is some, uh, not real currency. You know, you look better because you're not, you're not causing waves. You know, yeah. so I mean, look at look at Bill Cosby. You know, Hannibal Burris was legit doing stand up jokes about it. Everyone knew that Bill Cosby was doing this shit. No one said anything. Damn. You know, it wasn't until Hannibal Burris said that joke that people were like, <laughs> what? 
<laughs> and then people kind of looked <laughs> into minute, it. Wait a minute. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But yeah, like everyone, you know, people in Hollywood, everyone knows what you're doing, you know. And mm. even the, Harvey Weinstein, another good example. For everyone, sure, for everybody sure. Everybody knew. Like Salma Hayek uh, was filming a movie about uh, Freda Pinta, who is a Mexican artist. And Harvey Weinstein was the, the main producer of the film. He was shoehorning really weird, unnecessary nude scenes because Salma Hayek was going to be in it. Salma Hayek agreed to it because this was a passion project. This was the one movie she ever wanted to do. Yeah. And she did it for the movie. You know, Harvey Weinstein was doing that shit all the time, you know, but everybody knew that it was easier to not say anything, you know. God. And Shane, that's, that's what they're saying. You guilty by omission, right? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's tough. I can't deal with that type of shit, bro. I'm swinging on you. <laughs> you hit? Oh, shit. Well, now that uh, happened with, uh, do you guys know Brendan Fraser? He's he's kind of had his kind of resurgence. He did, he got a best actor, not a Academy Award for the movie The Whale. He did. He was in the Mummy. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, the reason why he kind of disappeared was because at this happened years ago, shortly after his last films that were really big. Um, but he was at like a gala with a bunch of, you know, Hollywood snobs, you know, actors and executives and that kind of thing. And there was an executive there that kind of was aggressively coming on to him, like pinching his ass, you know, like, like coming on hard to him. And he was like, whoa, pushed him off. And then because he made a big deal about it, got blacklisted. We're not going to put you in movies anymore, you know? And it wasn't until a year or two ago that he kind of felt comfortable to come back, you know, and that's why he's like, every time you see a Brendan Frazier, you know, acceptance speech or talking on a, t- on a talk show, he's emotional about how yes. much people were still rocking with him when he came mm-hmm. back because mm-hmm. he thought that the executives Nobody were, fucked with yeah, yeah, he thought that he was crazy, you know. Didn't that shit happen to Terry Crews? Like he said he was getting yeah, touched that, that shit. Yeah, they came with him too. Yeah, yep, Terry, yep. it happened to Terry Crews as well, you know. But yeah, you it's gotta... crazy how Hollywood got that hold, bro. Because even take it back to, uh, it's not as old as, uh, it's a little bit older though. But take it back to the Dave Chappelle one. Yeah. When when they said oh, he made too much money, he's crazy and, going, and he he's crazy oh, and going to uh, Africa. Yeah, like, he was what? on crack or coke <laughs> or something like that. Yeah. They uh, what the fuck, uh, uh. Cat Williams said he was like, by the time you got off this phone call and you make it to your house, everybody that know and loved you is gonna know you was addicted to drugs and you was crazy and you was going to Africa mm. just because we was gonna give you, was it five million when we promised you 50 million because you made too much money? Yeah. Like, how the fuck do I make too much money and you give me pennies? Yeah. You feel me? Yeah, and I mean, even even look at Jonathan Major's situation. We've kind of talked yeah. about that a couple times, but like, yeah. there has been nothing proven yet. There is going to be a court case. There is nothing mm-hmm. proven yet, and already people are talking about Disney really needs to look into the future of their Marvel movies because they need to plan on not having Jonathan Majors in it. Yeah. He's a problem. Nothing's been proven yet, and they're acting like we need to cut. We need to cut him off. You know. And they already canceled like five of his movies coming up already. Yeah. Uh, he, but not, yeah. not Disney, but everybody else. Yeah. Yeah. So, so I mean, but 
that that power that they have is insane. Yeah. So I got a question. So you know how you were saying Cat uh, Williams was talking about Deja Pell and all that shit. So you, you know how well it's not what people say. You can actually see it. But Orlando Brown, you know how he is telling stories behind behind the curtain in Hollywood, mm-hmm. like yeah. what's really going on and shit, and people get yeah. raped and all that shit to stay relevant and all that shit. So is how can I say is Hollywood trying to or is the mainstream media trying to make him out to be looking like the crazy one so nobody actually believe that he's telling the truth? Uh it could be. Kind of like one of those Illuminati things where yeah. he he was a part of it and then he's like, Oh no, I see the uh see the real shit. I don't want to be a part of it no more. So now they try to make him out to be a crackhead and all that shit. I do believe he saw some shit. You know, a lot of times child actors get addicted to drugs, you feel mm. me? But a lot of times, also, it's the, if you do this, you get this. If you do this, you get that. Yeah, dress up so, as a woman yeah. and all yeah. that shit. And a lot of them cope with drugs. You feel me? I, I still want to be relevant because when you make it, you're doing acting for 20, 30 years, and now you get blackballed, blacklisted. What the fuck you going to do? Grocery, you know, ring up groceries or something? That, yeah. That's all they know now is acting. Uh, uh, it's nothing uh, to go to. And that's a, that's a hard thing, especially for a child actor, because it's like, yep, yep. okay, you were playing the comedic relief where you you as a person and as an actor, you peaked when you were 17 years old. Yes. You were the comedic relief for, let's say your show went on for six seasons, for six years. You know, are you really expecting to be the leading role in an action film? You know, at that point, Hollywood's like, no, 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 you, you did what you needed to do. See ya. Yeah. You know, we're, we're going to move on to a different yeah, guy that kind of fills that role a little bit better. Yeah. You know, you're too old now. You can't be the teenager anymore. Yeah. But like uh, to what you were saying about like Orlando Brown kind of, you know, going behind the curtain and exposing it, it's been done. Like yeah, Corey, sure. Corey Feldman, uh, who was in the Goonies, you know, big 80s child actor. He he was doing an interview with Barbara Walters. You know, everyone was. I'm not a big Barbara Walters fan, but she's a big reporter back in the day. He was doing an interview when he was saying, like, I've been sexually assaulted by executives in Hollywood and I will name them, you know. And then she was like, why are you doing this? Like, you are you're damaging an industry, putting the blame on him. Mm-hmm. And he was like, I didn't want to be I didn't want to be raped and sexually assaulted. Yeah. I'm telling you, this is what's happening in Hollywood. And you're making you're painting me as the bad guy. You know, right. you should be coming to me for the scoop, you know, mm-hmm. like uh, and- Courtney Love. She came out and said that Harvey Weinstein was gross and doing this shit on uh, nighttime talk shows. And she's an alcoholic. She's crazy. Oh, Courtney's going nuts again. You know, so, I mean, they, the- they will suppress when they need to. You know, yeah. who's the girl from iCarly? The one with the blonde hair. Uh, oh, I know. I know what you're talking about. Uh, yeah. She just had she a book. She said the producer. Uh, used to make every all the feet jokes was because he had a foot fetish. Yeah, yeah, that's uh, notorious. Uh, yeah. Schneider was it? Dan yeah. Schneider. Yep, yeah. yep, Dan Schneider. That's real. Yeah. Every go. every single uh, Nickelodeon TV show that he pre- he produced, there's for some reason an episode where all the female cast members take their socks off, mm-hmm. and there's a lot of feet. You know, a lot of yeah, inappropriate. They have literally like visibly on camera type shit. Yeah, because that's his little spank bank. But yeah, the thing is, Jeanette McCurdy. That's what you're talking about. Yeah, Jeanette McCurdy. Um, yeah, she her her book recently. Um, she has a book right now that came out, I think, a year or two ago, called "I'm Glad My Mom Died." Um, 
because her mom was kind of manipulating her to keep doing these Nickelodeon shows when she oh, didn't want to yeah, do it, you I know. Get it, I get it. But in her book, she basically goes in depth of like she wasn't fucking with the whole Hollywood thing, but she was kind of forced into it by her mom. You know, she stood on that shit, though. She stood yeah. on that shit. I can't say that much. Yeah. But again, with the Dan Schneider thing, every single thing he touched was gold. You know, every single show idea that he came with to Nickelodeon about was mm-hmm. one of their best shows. iCarly was one of them, you know, yeah. like he could not miss, you know, but. He is gross, you know, yeah. <laughs> he's, he's, doing, <laughs> he's doing weird shit with kids, you know, there's a, actually a, uh, did you guys ever watch the show, uh, Ned's declassified yes, sir. school survival guide? They, there's a podcast right now. They, they have a podcast right now. Um, all the, the main three cast of that show. So you had Ned, you had the, the girl and the guy that were his, his best friends. They yeah. kind of are it's a good podcast because it's nostalgic if you grew up with that show like I did. Um, but they, they talk about like some of the weird shit, like we were being treated as adults, but we were 16 and 14 years old, you know? Mm. So it's kind of a weird kind of dynamic to have when you're working as a child, you know? Yeah. That's just tough. Uh, I mean, it's like when you grow up and you see that your child has a talent and you want to, put them in that type of he or she into that type of limelight a lot of times parents only see the money so if their kids is telling them hey this is what's happening to me you know a lot of parents like oh they see them ten thousand dollar checks coming every two weeks they're like oh no that shit ain't happening you know just toughen up suck it up and then when come out when they adults and they really you know told your ass now they don't have a relationship with you now you're over there sitting looking stupid while your child got all the fucking money and they just left your ass out to, you know, hot, be high and dry. Yeah. yeah. You know, you ain't believing from the jump. Yeah. Like, Nez Declassified, uh, not Nez Declassified, Diary of a Wimpy Kid. I yeah. think he either killed his mama or he was planning on the killing And he, no, I think he did. He, and he got life in prison. Yeah. I don't know their relationship, but. Yeah. If you, some shit it, is going on behind there, bro. That's. Yeah, tweaking people out. There's a deep dive anyone can do if they want to just how fucked up a lot of child actors kind of t- like yeah. the only ones that really kind of came out were like from our generation. I'm, I'm going to say like Hillary Duff, surprisingly fine, you know, and then you have like uh, Ariana Grande. She made it, you know, but then you if you look Drake at the as a child star because of Degrassi. No. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, well, I mean shit, I, it was part of the grassy. He was a little, but I mean, was but that was a, that but that was a Canadian TV show. That was an American. Uh, okay. Really? So I didn't know that. But like Britney Spears. No, she Britney fucked. Spears. Oh, <laughs> she fucked. Fucked. Oh. Yeah, Britney Spears. Uh, you had the the guy that was on the Hannah Montana show. He kind of lost it. Uh, DUIs are are. In, crazy like the yes that's very true the cast of uh one of the guys recently got in trouble from home improvement one of the young kids on that one uh so i mean it a lot of the like you said a lot of these guys they kind of they they peak and then they try to chase that high again of how can i get Mm -hmm. back on top and a lot of times it's you're going to be doing a lot of shit you don't want to do that makes you look bad you're going to be on sir but it's going to keep you in hollywood just yeah. do it. And at a certain point, you're like, man, today fucking sucked, but I'm still in Hollywood. Let me hit these pills. 
I'm you know, living this life. Yep. Let me drink. You know, let me, let me. Yeah. It's, it's, it's sad. It sucks. Fuck. And that's what, um, e- even let, let's bring it down more to our level, bro. It's not even the, if you want to bring it down more to us, it's YouTubers. YouTubers yeah. be, bro, sacrificing everything just to keep that high going up and up and up and up. It's not even just the, hey guys, hello guys. It's the, what's the next crazier thing I can do just to be on top. And when yeah. they fall off, they, bro, they go left as fuck yeah, just the, to try to get that. Yeah, pretty boy uh, Fredo or some shit. Bro, they be setting up friends just to not, get the views. Yeah, not like, to... And not to pivot too hard, but have you guys watched any of the like the, the is his name Kai Sinat? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Have, yeah. His prison stream. Have you been watching that? No, not yet. Not yet. I just saw I, the I clip got, of it today. I gotta be honest. That's a good fucking idea. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like just the premise of that of okay, I'm gonna build a fake prison. It's gonna run like that, and it's gonna live stream the entire thing. Mm-hmm. That's a good idea. That's a good fresh idea. You know. I I, I won't say fresh. Uh, Mr. Beast did it for 24 hours. He did. Yeah. Mr. Beast yeah. is kind of like the Simpsons of YouTubers nowadays. Bro, ain't he though? Yeah. He's, yeah. he's always done it first. You he know, got ultra money, boy. Yeah. Boy, something different. I, I, there's a the clip you can look up where he was doing an interview and someone asked him, like, okay, this company approached him. I think it was $5 million for the Mr. Beast brand. Yeah. Now, the Mr. Beast brand is chocolate, burger mm-hmm. restaurants, the YouTube, every single Mr. Beast YouTube, you know. And they offered him $5 billion and he turned it down. And he was like, it's worth at least 10, you know, with the amount of views, the amount of people that, you know, are invested in the Mr. B stuff. Like he goes, it's worth yeah. at least 10. And that's nuts for a kid that kind of started with, you know, just regular, Oh, we're going to give this guy on Twitch 20 bucks. And that's how it started. And then look where he's at now. It's, it's nuts. Yeah. Yeah. And I remember uh, a financial person reviewed that video and he said, if the projection, if the projection keeps going up there, this can easily be $400 billion at a certain amount of time after yeah. a certain amount of years. And I said, bro, what the fuck he just say? He said, yeah, they lowballed the fuck out of me. You know, he was like, I will never sell this brand. Yeah. And I'm like, $400 billion, bro? He, he does a lot of those videos where... Uh like a Lamborghini, he'll have like 30 people. Like last one to take their hand off the Lamborghini gets it. And yeah. he said, he goes, if he goes, if I die, that's what my friend, like whoever wants the channel, that's what they have to do of his friends. Cause yep, he's yep, going to, he's going to give it that. to his friends. He was like, whoever takes their hand off my casket last has the Mr. Beast brand. And I was like, that's, mm-hmm. that's, that's G shit. You know, <laughs> like, it really is though. <laughs> that's you know, I'm, I'm passing the torch to you. You know what yeah. to do. You've been with me for this long. Yeah. Just keep that shit rolling. Yep. But we are good on time, guys. So we're going to call it there. This has been Off the Top with Eric Paris and Red. I'm your host, Eric, and joining me today were... Mike P. And it's your boy, Red. All right, guys. We will talk to you guys next week.